I'm Asam, and this is the review after City got slapped 1-0 by Aston Villa. Joining me to pick more bones out of more shit, I've got Jordan and Chris. Morning, Jordan. Morning, Asan. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I, I woke up this morning, and, and for at least five seconds, uh, I... I didn't think about the fact that City had lost to Villa and everything felt really rosy. And then I remembered that football had been played last night and that actually my first job this morning was the review. And then, yeah, it definitely slowed me down in terms of getting out of bed. How about you? How are you doing? I've woken up with a sore throat and it's absolutely freezing in my flat. So I feel like I've been on a really heavy night out that wasn't worth it. Um, hopefully this is going to be a bit of a hangover cure but yeah it was a bit of a brutal watch last night so looking into looking forward to dissecting it a bit and making sense of it excellent chris morning how are we good morning i wonder if the players feel like they've been on a heavy night that wasn't worth it last night as well Mm. (laughs) or or the Um, night before or the night before yeah no i'm okay mate it's interesting saying that i i was i went to bed i was a little bit upset, but reasonably calm. We, we've we been here before, and I'm sure we'll kind of, as we unpick things, we'll go through that. But you just, yeah, it, it's just, um, it, it, it's when things are a big shock, I think, that you sort of process them. But no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's, um, yeah, as I said, we've been here before, um, but it's it didn't make it any less frustrating to watch the game last night. No, and I think... <clears throat> I think it's important to be honest about the fact that seasons are different, that being just because we've been behind in a title chase before, uh, it doesn't automatically mean that we will end the season as, as title winners. I think Mm. that there's, there's work to be done. And, and I think that there are nuanced differences between a year ago and now even if we can make the direct comparison that, well, going into the World Cup, we were five points behind Arsenal, having played one game more than we than we currently have. Um, and actually, we came back from the World Cup and, and things got a little bit worse before yeah. they got better. So, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll slowly move, we'll slowly move through all of this. Look, I'm, we always start with, with the team selection and, Actually, for me, uh, having the kind of lived experience of of Leipzig and Spurs and, and Ch- Chelsea to a, a greater or a lesser extent, I think I was more interested in in the shape and the setup because, from a selection point of view, it, the team had been leaked. I think early yesterday afternoon, so we knew there would be no Kovacic and there'd be no Nunes, and so it was a little bit like, all right, well. How is this going to shape up? So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. What did you make of the start of the game, the selection and the shape? And basically, who's playing where? Because that's the big question when teams drop often is, all right, but who's going to play where? Mm. I think when I saw that early drop of of the team, there, there there were really no surprises because we're limited to what we can draw on in terms of the play. I think what Stones was a surprise um, and it was even more surprise that he played the whole 90 as well. Um, I think what I was a little bit frustrated that Ake wasn't in there. Um, and obviously 
Walker's continuing first choice. Like I, I think, just I get the feeling now he's the first name on the team sheet now, um, and and it did make me th- it did make me wonder about how we were going to start um, the game. But but the question that I did have is 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 where would what spot would Lewis occupy? What spot would Alvarez occupy? What spot would Bernardo occupy? They, they were the three things that intrigued me the most because I looked at it and I just, I think in the, at the front of the, the lineup, I, I, I was thinking who, who are the game changers here? Who are the ones that can really dictate control of the play? Um, and that did concern me uh, a little bit, particularly of where would Bernardo play? Would he would he slot into the middle, or would he be kind of wide mm. um, on the right? But I guess I looked. I I I, I thought, well, Akanji would probably drop in there with Stones and afford Lewis to move up a little bit more. But there was just when I considered that that okay, we'll go back three here. Walker, Diaz, and Gavardial. Gavardial to a lesser extent, but. Form-wise, Walker and Diaz have been in better places, so I was there was some concern with me, particularly as we were playing Villa at home, whose home form was pretty impeccable. But I also thought, what 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 are our choices here? We, we, we're a little bit short of choices based on availability of players, but also in terms of the current form that players um, are in. However, I have to be I have to be honest with myself. I just thought, okay, this will be a challenging game, but I didn't think it would become the kind of challenge that unfolded. Mm. In, um, in front of us. It's the first time I've actually looked at defence and thought, okay, who's in defence and what are the dynamics? I've not done that all season because our defence rolling over from last season has been so solid and consistent. But last night I did think, okay, I don't quite know how this defence is going to play themselves. Mm. So Jordan, something that I've been calling for over the last few weeks has been uh, to go back to the three and the two in the build-up and the, the box midfield um, that we used in the second half of last season. And and when the game started, as as Chris has alluded to, Walker, Diaz and Gavardi all make up a back three. And then you've effectively got the midfield box, which is Stones and Akanji uh, and Lewis and Alvarez in front of them. Um, did you Was that noticeable to you in terms of the difference between that shape and what we'd played against Spurs? And then how do you think that they actually did play in those positions? Yeah, the first thing that I noticed when the game kicked off was that Akanji was playing the Stones role and Stones was playing the Rodri role, mm. um, which I was surprised at. I thought, I think we've been pretty aligned in our thinking about Walker and Diaz impeding our build-up in recent weeks. Um, and I thought Stones, I was surprised that he was he was risked, uh, having played no minutes since coming back. And even more surprised that he was put into the midfield rather than the back line initially. And that was the first thing that jumped out at me. In terms of the actual, you know, did it look different? I don't think we had that many chances for it to look different we didn't mm. keep the ball long enough to build up we we struggled to pass into the two if you like from the back three and yeah it was did did I think they played well I mean that first half I'm trying not to go too overboard but it was a, a bit of a disaster of a first half and everything but the scoreline and to me the entire performance looks like a team that didn't have any muscle memory of playing in the positions that they were asked to last night and they didn't really know what they were meant to be doing uh, and where their teammates would be. It was 
Well, bearing in mind that they're <clears throat> bearing in mind that they're all very good footballers, um, does that suggest to you that the problem is the shape, or the problem is which players are playing in which positions? A bit of both. I mean, when when that many players have a an off day, I think you've got to look at the system. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the opposition who were brilliant, but um, I don't think any outfield player played well last night and for me that's an indicator that the system wasn't suitable not to say the system doesn't work because you know if that is the 3-2 that you know the build-up in the build-up that served us so well towards the end of last season it's clearly a a useful tactic to say the least but I mean the issue I think we're experiencing is we just don't really have the players in terms of the the individual skill set of each player to make the most out of that system particularly um in the early phases of the build-up. It's just, it was painful in the first half to watch us try and play out uh, Walker and Diaz, just clearly not comfortable making semi-risky forward passes. Stones looks rusty. Uh, I love John Stone. It takes a lot for me to criticise him, and it's not really a criticism. I just thought he looks like a player who was coming back from injury and was being swarmed upon every time he got the ball. And... Yeah, I mean, the, we'll come on to the midfield as well, but I don't think Rico or or Alvarez offered offered too much help in that sense. It was it's a real struggle to to play out from the back last night. Chris Villas press. Um, what really surprised me is how intense their press was, how high it was, and how long they pressed like that for. Because I've seen, I think, in the past you'll have teams that will come up against City and and they'll open the game by trying to be quite intense. City will then get hold of the ball, push them back, and the opposition will then basically wilt a little bit. And I felt as though Villa got stronger with each, with working through each phase of the 90 minutes, Villa got stronger in each phase. Um, what? How much of w- what was wrong with us was how good they were. It it played a significant role because what it meant is is that there was no there was no room for error and and the, the Villa get, made no concessions once they'd once they'd risked conceding in the in that was it tenth or eleventh minute when Holland had two opportunities that was their warning shot and they listened to that acutely and then never allowed us another opportunity and i think that that there was a boldness about the way they they pressed us differently in the first and the second half in the first half they pressed us very aggressively and we really struggled to 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 be able to pass the ball out from the back in the second half, I didn't think that their their press their pass their, their press was as aggressive. What they did cleverly was they would press when we were in, when we had the ball in our box, but then they would very quickly retreat and low block it so that we were constantly stagnating as we were moving uh, up the field. But I, I I I just think that there was something that Jordan was saying about that the, the, the we didn't have the players with the skill set to be able to achieve something, but there was something about there was like a thin veil of lack of confidence across that team, and it started when we failed to take that good opportunity with Haaland, two opportunities, and gradually I saw that lack of confidence and that uncertainty creep in, and collectively every player was making mistakes, and it was compounded by the fact that that. 
Villa were pressing us high, being super aggressive. But there's a thin line, and where for me it was most distinct is if you look at the majority of the 50-50 challenges and 50-50 balls, Villa came on top every single time. And that isn't about all the Villa players playing like Zico. That's because City players are not being aggressive enough or going into 50-50 challenges, not believing that they are entitled to win that ball. So... I think that when, when if you're playing up front for sitting, you look back and you see your captain and you see Diaz next to him unable to bring the ball out, that does start to push an uncertainty through. But I think that, that if it's, a, it, it's like the combination of circumstances. City have a poor game and individually players are, 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 are out of form and collectively there's a lack of certainty and confidence there versus a team who have got a fantastic home record at the minute, are are, are in the top four um, and are determined to try and put one over on us. The combination of those two factors led to what the outcome was um, last night. But yeah, I think to I think to, to to go back to your point, the press was symptomatic of Villa seeing chinks in our armour and exploiting them, and it was it was uncomfortable to watch. I'm sure it was even more comfortable to play against, but it was uncomfortable to, uh, to watch, but it was spread. It was widespread across the mm. whole field. I think <clears throat> something that, Jordan, I'll throw this over to you. Some, I think somebody tweeted it at half time, and I mean, it just, it made me laugh because it was just so true. Um, so you've got a midfield of Stones, Akanji, Alvarez, and Rico Lewis, right? And your two natural midfield players, Foden and Bernardo, are playing on the wings. Surely that is, on some level, a contributing factor to our struggles in the first half. This idea that the two most comfortable footballers on the ball, the two most natural midfield players that were in the eleven are marooned out on the wings and you've got two centre-backs, a striker and an 18-year-old who potentially will be a centre-midfield player. But <clears throat> for the moment, you saw a little bit his limitations when he came up against McGinn, John McGinn last night. Just the, there's, something, there's something very counterintuitive about where the players were in the first half. Mm. I mean, there's that famous Guardiola quote about wanting to play with 10 midfielders, but it seems like he wants to play with 10 defenders at the moment. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Simon uh, Bajkowski from the MEN tweeted as well, saying last year at Villa Park, our midfield was Rodri, Gundogan and De Bruyne. And this year, I mean, he tweeted Alvarez, but this year it was Stones, Akanji and Lewis. I mean, it's just, it's just not what you'd expect in terms of quality from a Guardiola um, midfield or or football team as a whole, it's just. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.